This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. There is a cost to us as a news organization to knowingly broadcast untrue things. We are here to bring you the news. It hurts our ability to do that if we live broadcast what we fully expect in advance to be a litany of lies and false accusations, no matter who says them. Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way, now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. We take our responsibilities seriously. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. We revisit decisions like this all the time. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. We make the best call that we can in real time every time. That means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. people. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's June 15th, 2023. That's right, people. We are halfway through Pride Month. And if your genitals have not been chemically castrated forcibly by the United States government yet, you're in pretty good shape. So happy to have you here. Uh, I'd like to once again thank Rachel Maddow. That was a little edit that we put together after yesterday's show. I'd like to thank Rachel Maddow and all of the quote unquote journalists at the televised mental institution known as MSNBC for making my job so easy. All I had to do was say, hey, Connor, could you put that together? And then next thing you know, it's like, it's just so easy. These frauds, these buffoons, these character, character actors, these LARPers pretending they're journalists. But here you are at the Rubin Report where we do something different. Uh, as you know, guys, we are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Locals. If you haven't subscribed on Rumble yet, that is the future of the internet. Did you see what happened on Rumble yesterday, actually? Uh, so Andrew Tate, you guys know Andrew Tate. We actually played a video of Andrew Tate, totally coincidentally, yesterday. Andrew Tate did a live stream on Rumble yesterday. It had at one point over 450,000 concurrent live stream views. Like, like that is like, Absolutely unbelievable. The the Rumble infrastructure held up. We don't use Amazon AWS, which is basically running every website on the internet. We are running our own cloud servers through Rumble that Rumble owns, and it's going to be uh, launched uh, sort of business-wide probably uh, by early next year. So that was a, a nice monumental moment for us. Uh, and speaking of monumental moments, I have a uh, quick announcement for those of you who'd like to join us in the rubenreport.locals.com community. Uh, we are doing some house cleaning here as we uh, get to the summer and uh, we've got some t-shirts and other merch that we're clearing out because we are relaunching our new store in the next couple of days with some new items. So here's what we're doing for you fine people. If you join the Rubin Report Locals community from now, Thursday until Sunday night, not only do you, if you do it annually, you have to join annually, not month by month. If you join annually, first off, you get two months for free. And we will also send you a Ruben Report t-shirt. We have various types of t-shirts. We have the standard Ruben Report t-shirt. We've got hoodies. You've got all sorts of stuff, but we've got the standard Ruben Report t-shirt. We're going to send you one of those. We've got, uh, we've got a whole bunch of different stuff. We don't know what you're going to have. We did a live show in Miami uh, not too long ago, and we have a couple of these left over. One lucky person, if you sign up annually, you get the t-shirt. Oh, and by the way, if you're a current local subscriber, so if you're a monthly local subscriber and you go to annual, you're also in on this. You're going to get the stuff too. We will have an announcement for our current annual subscribers tomorrow. Don't worry. You guys aren't being left out. You're getting some uh, extra access and extra discounts when it comes to some of the new stuff we're releasing. But because I'm a big fan of Willy Wonka and his delicious chocolates. Uh, we thought we would do something like a golden ticket involved in all of this. So one person 
who signs up annually or is a current local's monthly subscriber who turns into an annual subscriber will get this hat. Now this hat, I'm going to sign this Rubin Report hat right now, okay, using a silver Sharpie, the rarest of all Sharpies. All right, I have signed it. There you go, Dave Rubin. You will get this hat and you will get free tickets to a live Rubin Report event when we start launching some new ones in the fall. So, okay, one more time and then we'll get to the show. If you're a new local subscriber or if you're a current monthly subscriber, jump over to annual, get your two months free. You get some merchandise. You might get the hat and the tickets. And then once you subscribe, all you have to do is email uh, support at rubinreport.com from the email address you signed up with. We'll send you the merch. You get your free months. You get early access to stuff. You get ad-free stuff and all the other bonuses that the people in locals get. You get to chat with us, ask us extra questions and everything else. How'd I do on that, guys? For uh, promotional purposes, we did okay? All right, very good. Do I have to put any uh, asterisks or uh, none of it's going to make you have diarrhea or vomiting or restless leg syndrome or anything else as far as I know? Uh, as for the show today, actually, we are doing a rubenreport.locals.com community Q&A. So if you sign up right now, maybe you can get a question in by the end of today's show. But I wanted to start with a little more of just like the general state of craziness, because, yes, we are 15 days into Pride Month. The trans stuff seems like it's completely out of control. But as I've been saying lately, it does seem like we're finally getting more and more pushback. We're getting more and more boycotts. More and more people are being exposed as the ridiculous propagandists they are, and some of the companies are starting to realize maybe this stuff doesn't really work. Uh, however, there is a place, it's about 3,000 miles that way, uh, called California. It was once the promise of America. It was once the great idea of the Western frontier that you would go to, and it was the biggest, uh, not only geographically beautiful, but it was the greatest place to make a middle-class life, really find the American dream and prosper, and it worked for decade after decade after decade. Then this guy, Gavin Newsom, became the governor, and now people are fleeing California in droves. For the last three years, for the first time ever, California has had a net loss of population, and Gavin Newsom is the governor, and as you guys know, uh, was also the uh, former mayor of San Francisco, and I certainly don't have to go into what has happened in San Francisco. Uh, but there is light at the end of the tunnel because people are turning this stuff around, doing the boycotts, waking up, so there's good stuff happening. Parents are pushing back all of that, so we're gonna get to all of that after I talk to you about Birch Gold. Uh, guys, you know, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time paving the way for continued reckless spending and the further devaluation of the dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold, and you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. And here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an uh, existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying? Yeah, gold. Uh, follow their lead. Visit birchgold.com slash Dave for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Birch Gold can help protect your savings too. Visit birchgold.com slash Dave today. Birchgold.com slash Dave. Okay, so let's talk about the trans lunacy in California because that is the epicenter of the craziness. Uh, there was a hearing on... Uh, Phoenix, can you scroll back for me? What was the exact tie? I want to get the hearing totally correct. There was a hearing on youth gender transitions and medicine, a congressional hearing. Uh, there is a woman by the name of Dr. Meredith McNamara. She's an assistant professor of pediatrics, pediatrics at the Yale School of Medicine. Here is Congressman Dan Crenshaw, friend of the show, congressman from Texas, uh, asking her a bit about some of their methodology, some of the science uh, behind these transitions, especially when it comes to kids. Her answer is quite shocking. You've said that we've cherry-picked data. H how do you mean by, what, how do you mean that? So, 
it is very unscientific and flawed to pick a single study or a single statistic and to discuss it in isolation. Um, totally agree. Medical experts are able to talk about all of the evidence as a whole. Totally agree. So it's good to look at systematic reviews, right? That's the gold standard of evidence when you're trying to understand whether something works or whether it doesn't. So the British Journal of Medicine looked at 61 systematic reviews with the conclusion that, quote, there is great uncertainty about the effects of puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries in young people. The Journal of Endocrine Society came up with the same conclusion, even the American Academy of Pediatrics. They all cite the lack of evidence. And so here's the thing. If you're doing a therapy, and it's, you know, temporary, whatever, it, fine, maybe let's try it. Let's see if it works. But when you're talking about permanent physiological changes, do you not agree, just from an ethical standpoint, that you might want extremely strong evidence of the benefits? And there is no systematic review that, that states that there is strong evidence of benefits. Sir, are you aware of how the quality evidence grading system works and how it's applied? Yeah. Yeah, we've read through it. That's why I'm citing these journals. So which journal says something different? I'm, I'm, we should have that debate. Tell me a journal that has done systematic reviews that cites different evidence, that cites strong evidence for benefits of these therapies. The standards of care were developed based on extensive... You're not telling me any journal. You're not telling me any study. Don't That's say standards of I'm, care. Yeah. So... Um, Tell me one. The standards of care. That's the, the standards of care. That's, yes, that's, standards that's of not care. a journal. That's not a study. That's not an organization. That's not an institution. You're just saying words. Name one study. Yeah. I'm out of time. I yield back. I mean, he did a great job there. That's what we ask out of our Congress people, right? Like, know what you're talking about. It's, it's way too often we go to these congressional hearings and we see video out of this stuff and they don't know what they're talking about, whether it's big tech, whether it's gender stuff, COVID stuff, whatever else. He's saying, show me a study that proves we should be doing this to kids. Show me some evidence. She keeps saying standards of care. Standards of care is, is a phrase. As he says, it's just words. It's just a phrase that people use. Oh, these should be the standards of care we have. If a seven-year-old comes in and says, she's a boy, we better do something. That's our standards of care. But that's not evidence. That is not statistical evidence, meaning that there have been studies scientific studies over time that show that if you have these gender transition, these people come out happier on the other side, more fulfilled, not with all sorts of physical and mental problems, less suicidal, et cetera, et cetera. So he really just nailed her. Uh, so that's, let's do a little, uh, here's one way we can do it. And here's another way we can do it here on the Rubin Report today. So that's Dan Crenshaw doing it the right way. Now I would like you to listen to our Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg. Now, Pete Buttigieg, of course, as you know, had no zero zip qualifications to become transfer, transfer, Transportation Secretary, excuse me. He had no qualifications, but the day before Super Tuesday, as many of you remember, uh, the Monday before Super Tuesday, Monday's the day before Tuesday, that when the Democrats cut all the deals so that they would get out of the way so that Biden could be the nominee, Pete was promised something. Now, I don't know that he was promised transportation secretary that day, but they basically said to him, you get out and you're going to get something. They gave him transportation secretary. So here he is doing a roundtable for the folks, for the quote unquote journalists at Time Magazine. And listen to the way he frames what's going on in society today. You'll see how this is connected to the trans stuff. I think it's safe, especially right now, when you have one side that has a maximalist commitment to tearing down every norm uh, and, uh, and law they don't like. So where does that put us? And by the way, why does it happen? I think it's happening because there are some people who find it easier to pick on really vulnerable young people than to explain why they voted no on money for roads and bridges. Like the perfect, ridiculous shell game answer that Democrats do with everything. First off, this line, one side has a maximalist commitment to tearing down everything. Uh, you mean like tearing down gender, like tearing down our border, like tearing down every known way we've looked at monetary policy forever, et cetera, et cetera. Are you talking about the Democrats? I think if you are talking about the Democrats, you might be onto something. But of course, Pete's not talking about the Democrats. Uh, he's trying to pretend that the Republicans are passing scary bills to come after trans people. And might I remind you, there is not one bill in the United States in any state 
that stops an adult trans person from living any way that they wish to live, wearing whatever they want, being called whatever they want, calling themselves whatever they want, getting into whatever relationship they might want to get into that any other consenting adult is allowed to get into. But he says these things and then he sits around a group of what I assume are DC or New York, you know, liberal lefties who just sit there and, oh my God, look at Pete. He can put a couple words together. Isn't he good? Isn't he good? So, all right, we showed you what's happening in DC. We showed you what's happening. I assume Time Magazine, that was probably in New York. Maybe it was in DC as well. The congressional hearing was obviously in DC. Uh, But where is the true bastion of craziness these days? Where is the epicenter of lunacy? Yes, it is California. And check this out. This is a local news report. And uh, at a school in California, school officials are freaking out because they wanted to have a pride day where everyone was going to have to wear pride shirts and there were going to be pride flags. I don't know what this has to do with being in school or anything else or why uh, state workers feel that they should be talking to kids about sex and genitals and all that stuff. Uh, But the kids, the kids themselves, a certain percentage of the kids did not want to do it. And they protested. And now... The teachers in the administration are freaking out and it made the local news. Displays of intolerance and homophobia are unacceptable. This type of intolerant rhetoric starts in the home. Parents angry at town hall over intolerance at Marshall Simons Middle School. Kids were asked to wear rainbow clothes in honor of Pride Spirit Day, but some organized a counter protest wearing red, white and blue or black. The principal sharing a statement to families that Pride posters were ripped down, stickers ripped up, some students chanted USA are my pronouns and students showing Pride were intimidated. It was an unruly disruption in fact, that was organized ahead of time. While some parents were upset, others say it was overblown. Some of the kids threw the stickers on the ground. But, you know, I can only speak for my daughter. She just, she didn't want to wear that to school. It's not that she wanted to hurt anybody's feelings. She says her daughter felt coerced to participate in the Pride event and was offended by some of the messages, like this quote from Tennessee Williams. Human heart cannot be straight. It is curves and winds. And my daughter just kind of said, you know, Mom, that's... That's offensive to to me, who I am. Good for that mother. Good for that daughter. The mother will probably be considered a white supremacist soon enough and have Los Angeles or California. It's not Los Angeles. uh, will have California state officials at their doorstep looking into their taxes and everything else. But all some of these kids, some of these kids took the took the freaking stickers off. That's all. And now it's hate. They're bigots and everything else. Well, you know what else is going on in Cali? We referenced this the other day. They have been pushing through this bill, which now has passed. This is, this is so absolutely insane that I actually cannot believe it's happening. Like, you know, we talk about politics all the time and crazy things happen. And obviously the culture wars, just like endless craziness all the time, right? But this one is so nuts that I actually cannot believe it's happening in America. Although I guess maybe it's not happening in America. It's happening in California, which is a whole other thing. Uh, What they are doing in California is, we showed you some of the video yesterday by the sponsor of the bill who happens to have a trans daughter. Uh, If your seven-year-old child comes home and says that they are a girl, even though they are a boy, if you do not affirm that for them, whatever your seven-year-old child thinks, the state can now come and take your child away from you. Child services can come and now say your child is not yours. In essence, you are abusing your child. They will put that child in some sort of state facility or give them to some other group of people who will literally chemically castrate them, uh, force them to undergo drugs and procedures and all of that stuff that is happening in California right now. Here is a guy by the name of California Senator Scott Wilk. He's been uh, a state senator there for at least a decade. Uh, and he actually is saying he has had it and listened to his message. I'm now in year 11 in, in the state legislature, and all the time we're proposing policies to protect children. Well, after 11 years, I've come to a conclusion that we need to start protecting parents. That's just not happening. I've been here and witnessed a, a full frontal assault on charter schools, taking away parents' uh, choice and how their children are going to be educated to the detriment, particularly of children of color. Uh, in recent years, we have put government bureaucrats between parents, children, and doctors when it comes to medical care. And now we have this where if a parent does not support the ideology of the government, 
they're going to be taken away from the home. Now, I agree with both Senator Weiner and Senator Laird that today it only involves divorce proceedings. And frankly, a, a judge can already factor, factor this in. But I can assure you it's not going to end with divorce proceedings. In the past when we've had these discussions, and I've seen parental rights um, atrophied, I've, 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 encur I've encouraged people to keep fighting. I've changed my mind on that. If you love your children, you need to flee California. You need to flee. And it, it just breaks my heart. I'm born and raised in this state. I love this state. I'm not going to stay in this state because it's, it's just too oppressive. And I believe in freedom. And so I'm going to move to America when I leave the legislature. I'm going to move to America. I bet you this guy ends up in Florida and uh, we would be happy to have you here. Uh, so this is now happening in California. You really must understand this. It is on the way. It is happening. If you are watching this show and you're in California and you, I don't even have to say if you're a conservative, if you're a roughly sane person and you are sending your kid to public school or wherever else, if one day that child's mind is infected and they come home and say this, know that you live in a place where they could take your child away. If that is not enough to get you moving, I don't know what is. I genuinely do not know what is, but they are, it is now state sanctioned kidnapping in California. These people are completely out of control, but the thing is there is no bottom to this bottomless pit. It ends never, it goes and goes and goes. And it's our job not to follow those people into that endless pit, right? Because it's not just the gender stuff. The other part of this, of course, is the general state of criminality all over California, homelessness, drug use, everything else. And where's the epicenter of that? If Cali's the epicenter of craziness in America, where's the epicenter in Cali? Well, of course it's San Francisco. And now in San Francisco, Westfield Mall. Most of you have been to a Westfield Mall. They're all over the country. The nicest malls that we have all over America are usually Westfield Malls. Well, Westfield Mall in San Francisco, I believe it is closed as of yesterday. Once a crown jewel for retail shopping, tonight the Westfield San Francisco Center is pulling the plug on its famed downtown mall. The stunning decision to walk away comes as the city struggles with homelessness, an open-air drug market, and the perception of crime. Did you catch that at the end? Local news. It's the perception of crime. There's a broken window. It's the perception of crime. Do you know that people in San Francisco and around San Francisco area, it's also Oakland and some of the areas around there, people don't leave bags in their cars anymore because people, if they see a, a bag in the car, they just break the window and they steal what's inside. There are literally people, I've seen this repeatedly and I've read about it, there are people now in San Francisco area who, when they get out of their car, if they have to park on the street, sometimes they put the windows down with nothing else in their car because they, they're going on the assumption that, all right, these, these petty crime people, they don't know how to steal a car, right? They don't know how to hotwire a car, so they'll leave the car, although they might take a dump in it, uh, but, but they'll, that at least they won't break the windows then to see, you know, because they'll see that there's nothing in there. That is the level of what is going on in San Francisco. So I wanted to show you, so as we were putting this together, I was like, you know, it's, it, it, sometimes it feels a little heavy-handed when you show this, this endless state of decay in San Francisco. But I want to show you this video. We're going to play it. We, we took the audio out because there was a copyright issue because there was a song playing over it. But uh, we can throw to it, and I'll, I'll just talk over it. Uh, this is a video. There's an account that runs, basically, uh, it's a guy who lives in San Francisco area who just walks around and, and shows you. These, these are sprawling parts of the city. So this is not all just in one area. I mean, look at, look at this person. This is what's going on in San Francisco. This is the progressive, what they would say is the progressive utopia, but how much closer to a dystopia? This is, and I am not being heavy handed when we're showing you this, this is all over San Francisco. People that literally look like they potentially are dead and, and certainly soon will be dead. Uh, there, are, there are very few, I mean, and trust me, there's, there's hundreds of those videos and it's, and it's never stopping there, it's never stopping there. But again, these are, why is this happening in places where it's Democrats are in charge, progressives are in charge, right? There is a reason because they get basically everything wrong and then they blame you for it. And then guys like Gavin Newsom uh, get Democrat privilege, right? They get to succeed and further their career and political ambitions and go from mayor to governor. And undoubtedly he wants to become president. But ladies and gentlemen, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Our voices, our actions, 
our beliefs, our philosophies, if we put them into play, we actually can make change. We really can. We can get rid of their woke agenda. We can get rid of the corporate ESG agenda when they see the bottom line ain't working anymore. Uh, and here is some video from CNN. It is officially true. Bud Light is no longer America's number one beer. So this morning, after two decades, a new top-selling beer in the U.S. Mexican lager Modelo Especial was the top-selling beer last month, overthrowing Bud Light. There are a couple things at play here, including flat-out changing tastes, but also the backlash from a social media post by transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Right, right. It was... First off, before that thing, before the boycott that cost them the billions, it was just people's tastes were changing. Suddenly people realized, you know, I don't like drinking this lukewarm piss. Oh, I finally came around on it. No, it was all because of the boycott, obviously. Now, interestingly, Modelo, which originally was a Mexican beer, is actually owned by the same company. Anheuser-Busch InBev, which is the parent company of Bud Light, also owns Modelo. Now, will people eventually boycott Modelo? Would that be just or anything else? Like, I don't think because of the decision basically of a couple idiotic people over at Bud Light, like we should be taking out everybody. I just think that's an interesting thing. Uh, a little piece of context within the wider world of, of how corporate America uh, seems to work. But the point of all of this is get your children and your families out of California. Really, like imagine, imagine just, just imagine guys, you have your kid, going to school and one day the police, the authorities, whatever it is, show up at your door because they're gonna take your kid away and you will have had ample time to get out. So you, you just must get out and it is never going to stop. And that's with that, whether it's, whether it's going after your kids, whether it's literally burning down your city with crack addicts everywhere or anything else, there are better ways, guys, there are. Move to some red states, live in places with law and order where people know basic biology and basic reality and basic math and the rest of it. That is the opportunity. Uh, we are gonna get to the rubenreport.locals.com community Q&A in just a moment. And I assume we have plenty of new signups. So if you wanna get some new questions in, feel free. Uh, before we do, let me talk to you guys about Manscaped real quick. Guys, Father's Day is right around the corner. My first Father's Day. And if you haven't got your dad anything yet, don't worry. That's where the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped, come in. You and I both know he needs some serious grooming in his life, so grab your dad the Performance Package 4.0 and he'll thank you for helping him tame his beast. Imagine surprising your dad with a sleek, well-designed and optimized grooming kit that says your balls will thank you on the box. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. You might ask, how is this lawnmower 4.0 different from other trimmers? Well. This upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. This is a great feature if your father or yourself do a lot of traveling. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. You can now shave your balls in the dark. The lawnmower 4.0, even though I don't know why you would be doing that, like get to somewhere where there's some light for God's sake, step outside if you have to. But nonetheless, it's a nice feature. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with the sizes of 1 to 4. Have you ever seen a nose bush sticking out of your dad's nose? Well, the Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear and hair and trimmer is the best nose hair trimmer on the market and the perfect gift for your pops. They also have a uh, other amazing products like cologne, crop mop, ball wipes, crop reviver, ball toner, and crop preserver, ball deodorant. Get your dad a gift you know they will use. It's win-win situation uh, for both mom and dad. Go to manscaped.com and use code Dave for 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com slash Dave. And the real question, again, it, it just begs the question, like why would you be shaving your balls in the dark? I don't know, but now you can. So there you go. All right, let's get to a little rubenreport.locals.com community Q&A. Uh, Aaron says, uh, it is hurricane season. And while a lot of people just ride them out at home, when you have kids, the calculus is different. What is your plan if Miami is in the path of an anticipated biggie? Yes, so we are in hurricane season right now. Basically starts June, goes really, I think technically, uh, I think till the beginning of October. So it's, a, it's really like a four month period. Obviously last year in Florida, we had an unbelievably horrific hurricane which hit the other coast, Miami, where we are, southeast coast, that's the southwest coast, came in on the Gulf side, uh, Hurricane Ian, and they're still dealing with 
uh, the fallout from that. I mean, I, I've been to Sanibel Island over there. I mean, it's still, it's just a mess, Fort Myers Beach, but they're, they're building back incredibly fast. But like, this was biblical, biblical, basically category five that just sat on the coast. So yes, we are here in Miami. I mean, look, our house is extremely well built, all, you know, cinder blocks, cement, all that stuff. One of the first things that I did, I actually did it uh, about two weeks before uh, Hurricane Ian hit because we, we knew that some hurricanes were, were coming, as they say. Uh, we have a whole house generator here, which was not cheap, but, you know, propane fuel generator. Um, we have, we've discussed like some places that we would go to if we really had to get out. Uh, you know, we're not on the water here. My house is not on the water. Obviously you can get flooding inland. Um, but you know, we would just do, do the best we can. And, and we have plenty of supplies and, uh, and food for the babies, most importantly. And we've got a water filter, a whole house water filter actually, and all that stuff. And, uh, it's just part of, of living in this part of the world. Uh, but they say, I think if I'm not mistaken, they say the Miami area, Southeast Florida gets a major hurricane basically once every eight years. So every eight years, you're going to get something that's really going to, you know, not just a couple of days of serious rain and some flooding, but like really do some damage, but it's just part of being here. And, uh, and I would say it's a fair trade-off actually. Uh, Leela says, uh, Sam Harris said that Biden isn't worse than Trump. Honestly, how much taxes were used to pay for this public perversion of Biden and his gang. He's got to go. Um, I didn't hear Sam say that specifically, but it, it didn't. It doesn't surprise me. It's sort of in line with where Sam's been at with things. It's kind of disappointing. I mean, I just think empirically, like if you just, especially if you take the the part of Trump that was purely the you know the front end of Trump's presidency pre-COVID, right? Pre-COVID, and then and then you know we can all discuss the COVID stuff, but pre-COVID, the country was on fire in the good sense, not fire like burning down cities. Our economy was doing well. We were signing Middle East peace deals. There was less crime on the street. We all know the lowest black unemployment, lowest Hispanic all-time unemployment. All of those things were really working. Now, did he make mistakes with COVID? Sure. Did he not drain the deep state? Sure. Did he not build the wall? Sure. So he, it didn't all turn out perfectly, but abs, it's just so profoundly obvious that as we watch the wokeness go crazy, as we watch inflation, which is now around 6% and, and interest rates are over 6% now, as we watch all of this stuff and our, our sort of, our general lack of leadership in the world, that countries are looking around going, what is going on with the United States? We know that they have a mentally compromised president, like where is the leader? And if it's not us, it's gonna be someone else. And I guess that's a heavy burden on us, uh, but it's just fairly clear to me that yes, we would be in a much better place if Trump uh, was president right now. However, I think there's a guy even better than Trump, obviously, and that's DeSantis, and we shall see what happens. Uh, Snowbaby says, is there a place you enjoyed as a child or adult you would love to share with your children someday, provided it still exists by the time they are old enough to enjoy it too? Uh, you know, there were a bunch of places, but one place that I really, really loved growing up, and I grew up in Long Island, uh, was the Queen Science Center. Can you check, is it called the Queen Science Center? and it must still exist. My parents would take us there maybe once or twice a year. We would do some school trips there over the years, and then I would occasionally go with aunts and uncles. And you know, they'd have like all these cool like lasers that you could do things with. My, I remember my grandma took us once and they had a laser across the room and they wanted a volunteer that had a, had a diamond ring. My grandma volunteered and I remember they, and I'm probably like 10 years old or something, and they shot a laser across the room into her diamond ring and it like fractaled the laser, went all over the place. Uh, oh, it's called something else now. It was the Queens, it used to be the Queens Kids Science Museum. It's called the New York Hall of Science now. They had this giant bubble machine. So if, you know, if you're a little kid, they could put you in a giant bubble and you could kind of push against it and all this kind of fun, cool, funky stuff. And you know, I, I've always had this sort of love of sci-fi and all that, so that was fun. There was another thing I remember as a kid, they had different uh, bags of groceries that weighed a different amount. And it would, depending on which one you picked up, it would say, oh, this is what a bag of groceries feels like to a 10 year old. This is what it feels like to a 20 year old. This is what it feels like to an 80 year old. And you could really understand that bodies change and all that kind of stuff. So that would be a fun place to take the kids. And I'm sure we've got, we must have a kids science museum somewhere in Miami. Uh, Kathy says, do you think that Pride Month has been hurt by the Target and Bud Light fiasco? 
will there ever be a time where we can just, when it can just be a one day parade again? Yeah, I mean, this thing doesn't feel like it can hold forever. This idea of a month of it, I mean, look, there's nothing, I mean, I guess it's official in that the government sanctions it and it's a month and they put the freaking crosswalks and the annoying flags everywhere and everyone doesn't shut up about it. And it just, it's just unbearable. I mean, we're only halfway through this freaking thing. One day would be fine. One day would be fine. You want to have a parade and a parade to just say, hey, I'm gay zippity doo you know? Like, okay, great. Like have a parade or whatever. And that, just like anyone can have a parade for any reason, I'm not for banning parades, have a parade and that's it. But this thing with this month, and again, celebrating all of the things that are, that are not to be celebrated. Like you don't have, you, you can be into whatever weird kinky thing you're into. You want to put on a puppy mask. You want to have, you know, a group of, uh, you know, I, I can't even think of anything at this point. Like, it's just like, yeah, you're just shaking your head. No, Dave, don't say it, Dave, whatever you're going to say, you're right. Like whatever you want to do, do in the privacy of your own home. But this stuff has just burst forth into the streets. There's kids there, all that. It's like enough. Guys, like nobody cares about the gays anymore. And that's the way it should be. And that's what the gays always wanted. So enough for the freaking month. Calway says, Dave, one question no one has asked. And I haven't heard you mention. Have the boys started to trying to talk or communicate yet? So Justin is now about nine and a half months. Luke is about seven and a half months. Justin is a freaking, this kid is out of control. He is the Tasmanian devil. He has endless energy. He's climbing over everything. I think I mentioned it yesterday. He's ripping wallpaper. I'm constantly repasting wallpaper now. He just, I have barriers everywhere. I'm basically going through a, I'm jumping over hoops to get anywhere in the house. We have fences up. It's just insanity. Uh, Luke is just chill. This kid just lays there and he just looks at you. He doesn't care. He smiles at you. He looks at you, never makes a peep, you know. Uh, but in terms of talking and communicating, um, there's little, you know, they're they're making a lot of sounds. Kids kind of babble. They're blah, blah, blah. They, do, they do all this kind of stuff. A lot of laughing with these guys. They're both big, big, big laughers. And I love making them laugh more than anything else. Uh, but we're not at full like talking words yet. We are starting to think we were working on a little uh, sign language with Justin in particular, when he's hungry and whatever, and he doesn't want, so he does shake his head no now, or no, 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 and he'll do a little of this if he wants more. And we're, you know, we can't quite tell if he knows what he's doing, but we're working on that kind of stuff, so all good. Dave says, Dave, my wife is asking for your thoughts on this French airline fiasco where they are no longer flying between cities that are under two hours by train. I'm wondering how long until California follows. So if you haven't heard about this, yeah, France is banning domestic flights under two hours, uh, which is really, really nuts. So for a little context of, of how the distance of two hours on a flight, uh, I'm here in Miami. Florida obviously is a very long state, you know, north to south, very long state. You take about a 45 minute flight, 40 minute flight or so to Tallahassee, which is obviously where the, it's the capital of Florida, where the governor's mansion is. Uh, that would be about a seven hour drive. Uh, so what they're trying to do in France is they want people to either drive it or really what they want is they want these people to be on trains. It's just insane. It's, it's so in line with all of the backwards things that, that the world seems to be doing in honor of the Green New Deal and all of that craziness. And of course, of course, this nonsense will come to California. Now, the one saving grace there is California is not very good about building things. They've been trying to build this train from I think LA to San Francisco for like 10 years and it's become a massive boondoggle. So maybe they won't even be able to build it. But yes, if there is any policy that is insane, whether it's chopping your kid's genitals off or taking your kids away from you because you don't want their genitals chopped off or having something to do with not having gas stoves or not being able to drive your car or we're gonna stop people from getting on planes so you can't fly anymore from say, Los Angeles to Sacramento or whatever. Yes, California will do it. If, if that congressman who we showed you earlier, Wilkes, if what he said didn't hit you, like I've been around 11 years, guys. I can't take this anymore. I know you guys aren't gonna stop. I'm moving. Like that's what he's saying. And I, and I hope people will take his words to heart. And again, I know a lot of you guys who live in, plenty of you live in California. We've done plenty of Cali meetups and everything else. But if you have a child in California, at, in school grade child, you must move, period. You must move. I see no way around it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. 
From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, Rich says, will Dave change his off-the-grid month to June next year, skip the whole pride shenanigans, birthday offline, summer, slow news month? It's not a bad idea. Like, just get out of here for pride. You know what I mean? Just sit in a dark room, shave my balls. That's... <laughs> You know, like, what are we doing? That might be a good idea. Uh, as I mentioned, actually, uh, for, for Off the Grid August this year, it's a little bit abbreviated because the first debate is August 23rd. So uh, that is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Obviously, I should be at that. And Rumble is the exclusive live streamer of that thing. It's not going to be on YouTube. I mean, it's an awesome win for Rumble and for free speech online and everything else. So we'll be doing a big post-game show. I'll be interviewing some of the candidates beforehand. We're still figuring all that out. So I will come back on the grid uh, that day. We'll do a live show that morning from Milwaukee, hopefully from the, the venue itself. I don't know what venue it's at yet. Uh, and then we'll do a, a show during and after the debate as well. But yeah, getting off the grid for Pride Month next year, that actually sounds unbelievably refreshing. Um, Cam says, how do you feel about the tech companies who gather data on U.S. users providing or selling that data to the government? Shouldn't we demand tech companies pay us for the data? We've been looking into this all wrong. I think, yeah, of course you're right. Of course you're right about that. But, you know, look, one of the things that we've all done, they handed us this thing 20 years ago and we didn't even know what the hell we were signing up for how many times, even today, knowing everything that we all know about big tech, you download an app and you got to go through the, you know, you just have to slide through and then pages of pages of pages of we're going to do this, that, the other thing, all the rules and regulations. And you just click accept and you have no idea what you just clicked. You have no, oh, can we, we can actually look at your data from other apps when you're opening our app. We can monitor you all the time. We can figure out where you are. You have no idea. And we all do this. We all do this. There are very few of us that have an attorney on retainer so that every time you download an app, you could be like, Bob, Bob, are they, uh, are they going to be tracking me? It's just nuts. Connor, what was the game that I told you? I actually, I haven't played a video game in forever, but I kept seeing ads on Instagram for what was it? Not game, a game of Warzone or what the hell was it with the guy who's just running around shooting all the zombies and then you can like jump on something and then now you have two soldiers what, what was it? Age of Empires or something? Do you not remember that? You just said three games that are all games. I said three games that are all... Anyway, there was some game that I kept seeing an ad for on Instagram. And it looked kind of fun. Like, you're just shooting zombies, kind of mindless. I was like, ah, if I have a minute here or there or whatever, maybe I would try to play it. I downloaded it. And then I literally saw the thing. And it was like, uh, this, app, this app will track you. It will look, it, I think it said something to the effect of it will be downloading your other app's data. And I was like, no, no, no. And I just deleted it. So we just, unfortunately, the government ain't going to save you. You, you got to figure out a way to save yourself. And that, that's just how it is. Uh, but it's also why the way we created locals, the way we created locals, like we're not selling your data. Um, the creator actually has access to your email, so they can always get directly in touch with you. And we just felt we would deal with it uh, a little bit differently. Mitchell says, how's the tequila journey going? Any fine highlights? So for those of you that may not remember, I am creating my own tequila. There will be a trip down to Mexico for a couple uh, tastings. We're working on the bottle, the branding, uh, the name of the tequila. There's a couple things up in the air. Uh, I had a big meeting about it yesterday. You know, it's very complex to do this. It is not easy to do unless you're willing to pour basically millions and millions of dollars into it and distribution centers and everything else. I want to do some small batch stuff first. Uh, but even like I have to create a separate company because liquor licensing is different and importing from Mexico and you can only make, you know, real traditional tequila can only be made from Mexico from, I think, four, uh, basically four geographic areas where they're, where they're growing the agave, uh, Jalisco and a few others, whatever it is. Um, so it, it's extremely complex, but I'm hoping we can get this thing going by the end of the year. Uh, Mike says, hey, Dave, how much time are you willing to spend trying to red pill a lefty before giving up? That's a good question. After that, California legislator suggested using the power of the government to force parents in allowing their children to get sex changes. How can someone like Bill Maher still rubber stamp the Democrat Party? Well, on the Bill Maher front, I am working on Bill. We, uh, I think we're going to do this probably in the next month or so. 
where I will interview him. I am going to, I can't believe it. And I'd like to apologize to my team in advance. Guys, we're going to LA and we're going to interview Bill Maher. I think we're going to do it at the Club Random studio. Nothing off the table. Uh, you know, right now, did you guys even know this? Uh, there's a massive writer strike in LA. So the late night shows are not on right now. I guess Colbert and... Uh, who else, who else is out there? Kimmel and, and Bill Maher and a few of the other guys, their shows are not on right now. I don't think anyone cares. I didn't even know about it. Apparently it's been going on for like two or three weeks. I didn't even know about it. Do you think anyone's like, oh my God, where's Colbert? I think th these writers are really screwing themselves uh, by doing this because nobody's watching these shows. Like who cares about these hacks? In any event, uh, Bill is still doing his podcast. So we're, we're working on that. And that is the type of question I would ask him, right? Uh, I did get into it last time with him about how much better Florida was on COVID than California. And he acknowledged it. And he also acknowledged that that might be, I think, it, I think what he said was that would be the one thing if they forced him on another vaccine. He did take one, at least one, uh, that that would be the one thing that would get him to move. Uh, you know, Bill has a certain luxury. You know, people talk about luxury beliefs. The guy is 67 years old. He's probably worth a hundred million dollars. I like Bill a lot. So this is, this is actually not knocking him. Um, but he has a certain lifestyle that you don't have to worry about a lot of what's going on with the crime and everything else. If you have security guards and you live in a very secure area and you don't have kids who might be getting indoctrinated and everything else, it can be sort of intellectual to you, not in your heart. And that's why I'm saying so clearly to those of you that have kids in California, especially in the schools, you got to leave. You really have to leave. The state is telling you there is a situation in which we might take your kids away. You got to go. Uh, but anyway, I will, I will discuss that with Bill because look, as we get closer to this 24 thing, let, let's say DeSantis is, Bill's never going to vote for Trump, but let's say DeSantis is the nominee. It really would be worth getting into it with Mar for however many hours it takes. Why is it that you would support someone like Biden who's ushered in all the woke stuff that you hate, who has destroyed the economy, who has just all of the stuff that you guys get all the stuff versus this guy? You got to tell me. Now I know he wouldn't be there on abortion with him. I think he'd probably figure out some climate things to talk about, which I just think are misguided. But let's have that conversation. Maine says, when you and David got married, who was the, what was the, who was the first restaurant to, oh, this is funny, sorry. Let me read this correctly. When you and David got married, who was the first restaurant to kick you two out? Serious question, not a joke. You're not gonna believe this, guys. Despite being gay married and sometimes having dinner occasionally with the dude out in public, I've never been kicked out of a restaurant, although I almost got kicked out of a restaurant, not with another gay person. One night in New York, this is about a year ago. This is the last time I did Gutfeld. So you can figure out what the date was on this, but it's within the year. I took Phoenix and Connor to Del Frisco's restaurant, Del Frisco's Steakhouse. I'm sure many of you have been there. Uh, there's one in Midtown. It's, it's some, that's where my bachelor party was. I've, that's where I usually did like nice dinners over the years. It's right next to Fox. So I usually end up there after doing some Fox hits. So I took Phoenix and Connor there and we met my friend Bob. And my friend Bob was a great comic back in the day. He's an actor now, does some other stuff. Really one of the funniest guys I've ever met in my life. And I said to Bob before dinner, we're walking upstairs. And I said, Bob, you know, I told Phoenix and Connor that you're the funniest guy I know. So you really got to bring it tonight. Anyway, tequila, beer, drinks, Manhattans. It's happening hours and hours. Everyone's getting drunk. Bob's putting on a show. And he's, I mean, people are looking at us. He's, he's yelling and screaming like it's getting out of control. And at one point he said something. He was saying something about salt and pepper hair. And he's like, hey, you know, people with salt and pepper hair. And he took the salt shaker and he took the pepper shaker and he started pouring them on his head. This is a very fancy restaurant. Everyone's in suits there. And then he threw the salt shaker and then security came up to us and they got to remember like, this is my, this is, I'm known there. Like, I love this place. And they were like, okay, you guys are going to get going now. And, uh, and then somehow we ended up at another bar. We ended up at an Irish bar and it, it just continued. So I don't know that we were technically kicked out, but they encouraged us to wrap it up. But that was with all straight people. Uh, I've never been kicked out of a place. How would they even know? You go to Waffle House, you guys gay? That's an awful lot of syrup you're using. Doesn't even make sense. Barb says, how can we stop this insane path we are treading on? I feel defeated. The Bidens, Clintons, Obamas getting away with crimes that are so criminal they should all be in prison, but we have the FBI and DOJ covering up for them all. Look, I'm with you. Uh, it's Look, when I try to do the show every day, what am I always working with for you guys? And, and for me to be able to do it in a positive way, 
There's a lot of craziness. I can't deny all the craziness, the weaponization of government, the woke stuff, everything else. But then I try to show you that there are people that are doing things right. There are people fighting positively. There are answers around the corner. There's places you can move, all of that stuff. Um, but if the, if the news is depressing you actually every day, like really depressing you, I, I would recommend tuning out a little bit. And even if that meant tuning out of this a little bit, I hope, I, I, I think that people watch this to get a nice dose of news and, and laugh a little bit and everything else. Uh, but if it, it can become too much for everybody, right? I mean, it's partly why I started doing Off the Grid, which is one of the things that I think kept me sane over these last six or so crazy years, right? Um, but look, the weaponization of government is a massive problem, but what do you do? Well, you know what you could do? Imagine this, what if we voted in a guy who has an unbelievable track record of accomplishing everything he has set out to do, who can clearly lay out what the problems are, who has surrounded himself with highly competent staff, and who is telling us that from day one, I am going to go in and I am going to deal with these three letter agencies, and I am gonna get wokeness out of our institutions and all of those things. You know who that guy is, right? Like that's Ron DeSantis, and there's every reason to think he can do it. The question with Trump, is do you think he can actually, let's say he could become president, he gets through all of this stuff. Could he actually do it? Could he surround himself with the right people? He's having trouble getting lawyers right now. A couple of his lawyers just quit. This is what happens, unfortunately, if you turn on everybody that's ever worked with you. If you go off on Kaylee McEnany, who was the absolute gold standard all-star of your administration, and you go off on her, well, then other people are kind of like, you know, I, I do like a lot of things about Trump and he helped red pill me and I, I get it and I, I don't like the administrative state and all that, but do I wanna work with him? Do I wanna be fired by him and then have the mob turn on me because he turned on me and, and everything else? And I think that's the problem. So I do think there is some level of a political answer here. I, I think that goes through DeSantis. Uh, the Eurasian says, to expound on my Matrix 1999 question, do you think young people of today would choose the red pill, i.e. reality, over getting to lay around all day in a hot tub of warm goo with free internet and all they had to do is trust the robots, i.e. the government, uh, that would take care of them? So if you have not seen The Matrix, you just laid it out quite nicely. And I always talk about The Matrix because the idea of The Matrix is that we, our carbon bodies, will become the batteries for the digital world. The more time that we spend not only on this. Think about how many of us spend probably more than half of our day, literally over 12 hours a day, staring into this thing, doing things on this thing, right? And I can be guilty of it too, right? But once they strap that onto your face, and now you live in this digital world, and you don't have to take care of your body as much, you just have to keep it alive, because in that world, you're, you know, whatever you wanna be. You wanna be a dragon, you wanna be a dog, you wanna be a muscle-bound He-Man, whatever you wanna be, that's what you can be in that world. Connor's looking at me like, I can do that, I can do that, let me get in there. But then you just become the battery, right? They still need you as the battery, the engine for the thing, the ideas of the thing, that's what they need humans for. It's, it's a really, uh, well, it's a quite a dystopian and, and in many ways very scary concept, right? Uh, but that seems to be where they wanna push us. Now, they will not go there. Um, I have no doubt that Mark Zuckerberg is not giving his kids all of the devices he wants everyone else's kids to be on. Bill Gates's kids probably did not grow up with all of this stuff, right? Uh, they will still eat their foie gras. They will still eat all of their fancy foods and their meats while you will eat digital food. And in real life, you'll be drinking pink slime out of the gooey bed you're in. For those of you that are not sci-fi people, this may all sound kind of nuts, but just trust me, we're ballparking it here. It's kind of happening. As for your question of whether people would choose the red pill or not, most people will not choose the red pill. I think, I think everything that's happened over these last couple of years uh, has proven it, right? Most people, when given that choice, when, when um, what's his name, when uh, Morpheus, when Morpheus shows Neo, you want to take the red pill and know what's up, or you want to take the blue pill and go back to sleep, have your comfortable life, but never know what the truth is. Most people confronted with that, they're gonna go with the blue pill. That, that's just how it is. Uh, one of the great scenes, maybe the best scene in all of the Matrix is, I think his name is Cypher. He's one of the guys that's working with Neo. So he's like thought of, you know, he's a good guy in the movie. Uh, but then he, the machine guys come to him and they basically cut him a deal. And they're like, hey, if you give us Neo, we'll give you the blue pill. Like he just wants the blue pill at that point. He wants to not know the truth because the truth is scary, right? 
he doesn't want that anymore. He just wants to eat his, he's sitting there at a restaurant. He's like, I just want to eat my steak and not know what is going on. And I think a lot of people are like that. And that, that really, the mainstream media has preyed on that, corporate press, everything else. Uh, James says, I would like to ask you a comment, uh, ask you to comment on the California train project from LA to San Francisco. Oh, I, I mentioned this before. It's been proven to be a boondoggle quagmire and it represents the ultimate in virtue signaling and feel good programs. As a former California resident, you have good insight into why they continue this project. Phoenix, can you Google how, mu how much have they put into this crazy train project from LA to San Francisco? This was another big project that Gavin Newsom pushed through. I think it's hundreds of millions of dollars. It might even be like $2 billion, if I'm not mistaken, just to get from LA to San Francisco, uh, which by the way, right now you can take that flight. It's about a 45 minute flight, but to reference an earlier question, eventually they will get rid of that too. Um, the real answer to your question is everything that goes on in California particularly is a giant grift. It has become a one party state that cannot move much. There aren't enough good people there, unfortunately, enough woke, well, not woke, enough awake people to turn this thing around. It's sort of like what's happening to New York City. It is hard to believe what's going on in New York City, but where are the old school New Yorkers who can't take it? anymore. You know, the, the, when you think of like the stereotypical New Yorker from way back when, well, most of them aged out. Many of them moved down to Florida. There aren't enough good people there to fight the fight anymore. So it will continue that descent. California will as well. Are you sure the numbers you're giving me are right? Yes. Phoenix is telling me this thing right now is up to this, this train, okay, from San Francisco to Los Angeles. $35 billion right now. It was supposed to be 22 billion. So when you hear numbers like that, what you have to think is where is the money actually going? Where is it actually going? And what happens, and the reason it just, the machine never stops, is all sorts of people are paid off. You get incompetent people who are paid off to do this or that, people who can't do projects properly. You then, because you now are a state that also believes in equity, you hire people who are not even competent. Uh, the project is now supposed to be completed by 2030. When was it the original timeline on that thing? Uh, 25. Yeah, so it was supposed to be completed by 25. It's now over budget by about $8 billion. Was that $8 billion? Like, it's such a perfect example. Show me something that's working in California. Show me a place that people in California are like, oh, it's working there. It's flourishing there. Things are great there. It's not just San Francisco you should be afraid of. Go to Santa Monica, which was the most beautiful place in all of uh, Los Angeles, right? Los Angeles area, Ventura, right? You go to uh, Venice. Venice used to be awesome, right? Venice was like the dream of the world, this awesome beach town. And it was just so cool. And there were all these hippies and it was fun and great food and music. And there was Muscle Beach and Hulk Hogan and all of and Arnold Schwarzenegger and all of this stuff. And it's an absolute disgusting disaster. Ah, we're getting some other information. Uh, there is a high-speed rail right now being built in Florida, which will go from Miami to Orlando, which my guess is that's uh, probably a little bit less than the distance. Miami to Orlando, that's a, what, about a four-hour drive? And LA to San Francisco is probably, what's LA to San Francisco on a drive? That's probably about six hours, six, seven hours. So it's not that much shorter, you know, ballpark same. Uh, Miami's, Miami to Orlando, high-speed rail in Florida, $5.6 billion. It'll be done next year. And then from Orlando, they're going to take you to Tampa, even further north into the west. So the proof is in the pudding. We can do things right here. They cannot do things right over there. You gotta decide where you wanna live. You wanna live in a place that has good infrastructure, that spends money appropriately, that doesn't tax you to high hell and also doesn't kidnap your kids? Pretty good. The tickets are gonna cost 80 bucks. That's, that's actually awesome to go from Miami to Orlando, 80 bucks, and then from there, you could go to Tampa. I mean, basically you're traversing the whole state at that point. It's nice to live in a functional place. Guys, if you haven't joined us yet, join us at rubenreport.locals.com. Quick reminder, if you join for the next three days through the weekend, not only do you get annually, if you subscribe annually, you get two months free. You also get a Ruben Report shirt. You might get the Miami shirt. You might get the standard Ruben Report shirt. Somebody gets the Willy Wonka golden ticket signed hat. There's some other images of things you can get. Oh, and the diamond badge, by the way, we are now releasing diamond badges on Locals. 
you, if you have been a subscriber for over a year, you now get a diamond badge next to your name showing that you've been showing support. Nice little perk that we're doing over there. So uh, good things are happening, guys, uh, and we're we're enjoying all the interaction on the on the community. And look, as big tech continues to melt down, we will just keep building things. As I said, what we did on Rumble yesterday, this Andrew Tate four hundred fifty thousand concurrent live streamer thing off Amazon AWS technology is absolutely incredible, and it is just the beginning. Uh, we've got a cold close for you. Uh, you might might re recognize this elderly man pretending to be president, and then we'll take some more questions and comments on the other side. Ciao. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.